Grove Roots Brewing Company, the official beer sponsor of the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Find them in downtown Winter Haven, Florida. They're also on Facebook.com forward slash Grove Roots Brewing and GroveRoots.com. Don't forget the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. Hello, Internet. Yeah, we back in the back. Don't know you had a long day, but let's inject. Sit back, relax, and have some cold beer. Gotta pay a few bills. Yeah, we're all clear. And it's loose on the loose. You know the tag team champion. We get the biggest pop when we hit the ramp. The outlaws of the new age. And we still got love for the retro ways. You know, Nintendo. Sega Genesis, so many systems, your dreamcast and reminisce. So pull back the curtain and hit the booth, cause it's the happy hour podcast with Johnny and Duke. Yeah. Hey everybody, it's the Deuce from the Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce, and we are live here at Recon this weekend. We are having so much fun, and just like Han, we never ride solo. We have got from the Pathfinder Society of Florida, and also one of the board members of HGMS South, Dominic. I'm not even going to touch. There you go. HMGS South, Dominic Triscritti. I'm the secretary. Awesome. Well, it, number one, it's a pleasure to finally have you on because we've we've had some mixed connections oh, a couple sure, times. Sure. Uh, but I, I want to hear all about what's going on. Uh, with Pathfinder here at HGMS South today, what's going on with HGMS South today? Just kind of give me your thoughts on this weekend sure. and what's well, been going on. It's a great weekend this weekend. We moved to a new location. Yes. Now we're in the park in by Radisson and Kissimmee. Uh, it's a it's a brand new facility for us. It's, it's much gorgeous. Oh, it is. It's a lovely facility. They have a nice large ballroom. We have room to grow. Yes. We have very comfortable air conditioning. Uh, no roof leaks. Uh, no it's roof a really, leaks. Yes. really nice, nice facility. I'm very happy with it. Uh, the rooms are right adjacent to the convention area, so when a member or a non-member buys a room and then goes to the con, they can walk right into the room. They can eat there, yeah. and it's maybe a hundred feet of walking uh, if you need the exercise. There's a couple places you can walk to within uh, within a half mile or a mile, and uh, it's a very, uh, very nice uh, location, very nice digs for uh, Recon and for Huracan in the fall on uh, September 28th. Now, let, let me ask you that. Is it a lock that we're going to be here? Oh, yeah. Actually, we've we've locked down 2017 and 2018. No, no so joke. So we have. Oh, yeah. We, we don't mess around. Well, that, that well that's awesome. I'm excited because hopefully word on the street and on the grapevine is that Happy Hour Johnny Deuce is going to be back for Huracan, which I'm excited about. And I've got to say, I love this hotel. Yeah. I mean, the, the rooms have been fabulous. Um, the service has been phenomenal. Well, the service here is absolutely, even among all the places I've been to in this uh, area. Right. In, uh, around iDrive and, and in Orlando, this is an exceptional hotel. Well, that and just the, the way they went the extra mile for HGMS South, like putting out the food booth uh, right. right next to the hall. So literally, guys, when we came out of the hall and hung a left, there was like a little table slash bar where they they had food, they had drinks. And the other thing I really enjoyed is 
trust me, I've been with Happy Hour. I've been to a lot of cons. I've right. seen hotel and con pricing for food. Oh, it yeah. wasn't that bad. It isn't bad at all. Yeah, I mean, a $5 hot dog, hamburger. Yeah, $5 I mean, hamburger, it's not a $3 hot dog. Cent, uh, special. Yeah. But it, heck, it's a heck of a lot better burger than those. Yeah. A and chicken sandwich, you can't beat. No. And it was everything was pretty much under $5. Right. Hot dog was 3 bucks. French fries were a dollar. I mean, right. you know, I was able to get a whole lunch for basically under five, six bucks. Right, and, it, and it I've stellar. spent 15 bucks for a lunch anywhere else on the strip here. Oh, goodness. And and we talk about Megacon and some of the other conventions we've been to. You're right. It's <laughs> it's definitely easily $15. I spent $15. $5 for French fries at Megacon. Exactly. So, I mean. For a cold, nasty French fries. Yeah. <laughs> so, you, you know our pain when it comes to stuff yeah. like that. But, but I enjoy Megacon, and I enjoy other shows. They're all They all have their own features. The nice thing here is that Park Inn has gone an extra mile for us. They are really a, uh, a top-notch hotel, and I think we got a great location here. Well, I, I think we do, too. And also, I, I really like how we're kind of outside of Orlando, if that makes any sense. Yeah, we're in Kissimmee. But I like that because it's a lot better than being in Orlando proper. Right. Like if we were in, say, like more – like when we were in I Drive, and it, it was no offense to that hotel – but you're kind of near all the the Disney, all that kind of stuff, right. and it does have a tendency to get a little crowded. The old hotel, we had a lot of Brits. Yes, so we always did. So we have guys riding up and down the elevator that are absolutely burned red. Yeah, uh, you know, British guys. They 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 would they're really friendly, and they yeah. would look in the room. Oh, what are you doing? You know, we yeah. explain what we're doing. But here we have a lot more locals. Yes, yes, and I think that 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 has helped us out a lot. Right. And the other thing is. And I don't know if it's a good or a bad. I might ask you that question. Is it definitely seems like the people that are here are here for our convention? Like, right. and maybe it's also because they booked all the rooms closest to the conference center, so, so they, we're all kind of in a in a group and not bothering other people that are here going to Disney and right. whatnot they're, they're because we don't purpose, want to do that. They purposefully booked on the first and second floor mostly for us. Okay, we had to overflow actually onto the other floors. Oh wow! So first and second floor is pretty much our guys. Right. Uh, so if, if the bad thing is if there's somebody talking in a hall. Yeah. So yeah, it's one of our guys. It's yeah. our own people. <laughs> yeah, I've noticed that. Because the other nice thing here is we are right on top of Disney. We're on top of yes. the Animal Kingdom. So if you wanted to come here with your family and let's say the uh, your husband doesn't game or the kids don't yeah. game, you can ship them off to Disney or, or they can try some of the other attractions near here. Yeah. And it is an easy jump uh, right over to it. Yeah, because, I mean, literally, uh, my ex, I used to have to drop her off two blocks down the road because right. that's the main gate entrance for employees. Yeah, and this, so, is, this is Main Gate drive, Main right Gate here. Road or what a drive. So, yeah, I mean, we're super close to theme parks, which if you're thinking about coming to HMGS show and bringing your family, you're right. It, it works out perfect because they've got something to do. They can go to Disney, Universal, all the amazing attractions we have, and there's things to keep them busy. Plus, this place has a gorgeous pool. That was the only thing I did not bring that I kind of wish I did was my bathing suit yeah, just hot tub in a pool and wow here's the thing i like the best especially for late night uh, gaming is yeah. it's open 24 hours a day oh the pool is the pool is 24 hours wow. a day that's actually really cool because a lot of hotels have a cutoff like 10 or 11 yeah they so. cut up this place now they, they you stay in the pool all night if you want to you know sleep yeah. in the pool i guess I <laughs> float, float in the pool please Please don't do that. Yeah, but yeah, please don't <laughs> fall asleep in the pool. That'd probably yeah, that be bad. Be but bad. I get exactly what you're saying. Like, you could be out there all times of the night, and I've got to yeah. give credit where credit's due. 
the fine folks down at the restaurant and bar have been taking really good yes. care of us and staying open. Uh, in my opinion, I, and from what I heard allegedly, maybe even later than what they normally do just I, to kind of. I heard from the bar that yeah. there was a great group of guys in there enjoying the facility. Yeah. Uh, until late and uh, that's that's good too I mean, yeah all, all, it's all good well it, and it's great because it's it's one of those we're scratching each other's backs they right. have helped us out so much with this event but also i'm sure they're they're definitely making some good money from us too which yeah. it ma- makes everybody a winner yeah we're all we all were very concerned when we knew we had to move mm-hmm. and we've landed here in a good spot yes i, I think, think a great spot i think that the parking here is not a problem there's no. free parking somebody was saying how much are we going to pay for parking they heard it was near disney mm-hmm. actually the parking is free yes and the <laughs> parking is really great past. too yeah <laughs> no the park the parking was great and it like you said it was free and it's been really ample that was the thing that kind of surprised me because of just how much parking there yeah. was we have some vendors that bring trailers and they just stuff oh, the wow. trailers full yeah so in the old place it was kind of you know you'd have to park out a little bit yeah here there's just so much parking and it's right near the convention center entrance yeah it's not a problem well that that was probably why i saw them this morning there's like five budget rental trucks that are all yeah. like by the convention center door and they're probably all the vendors which let's let's give a big shout out to the vendors man oh yeah all the vendors are, are have been really good we've got some new vendors this year um i if i mention one i'm gonna have to mention them all oh. and i don't have the list yeah in front of me so i don't want to miss any of them but the vendors have everything from miniature terrain uh to hand-painted miniatures that they, you can buy your miniature instead of plastic injected you can buy those too you can buy actually painted minis, painted with good paints by a professional painter, ready to go, ready to put on your gaming board. Uh, they have everything from uh, historical miniatures, like mm-hmm. is the focus of our convention is historical miniatures, to uh, miniatures that are suitable for any RPG. Yes. Uh, we have uh, dice. We have board games here. Mm-hmm. There are uh, there are different types of experimental games. Some of the guys are selling rules literally in a, a paper envelope that you you'd buy yeah that are pre-release and they have released uh, well-known systems that you know and love right uh everything from uh napoleonics and classic armies all the way through to uh today to the far future which you know is speculative uh, gaming, yeah. as i say uh to fantasy uh there's even a guy with uh or a booth with uh there it is not themed off of monty python yeah, but allegedly. You squint your eyes, yeah. and maybe, maybe, maybe it is. Maybe it is. <laughs> well, I, and I, what I really enjoyed so far is, uh, and I'm gonna give Rufus an amazing shout out. He was the game master for me the past two mornings, mm-hmm. and he has been running the new Walking Dead miniature yes. game. Phenomenal game, yeah, and w- one of the uh, places here has it. It was very cheap. It was only like fifty bucks for right. the starter box right. for the Walking Dead All Out War game. Yeah, it's been very popular in the game stores. People yes. love to play it. What I liked is the terrain and the miniatures here are nothing like you're going to want to drag out to your local your local game store and play. Uh, he's got a, a full setup, and that's really what people come out to the convention to see the entire yeah. setup. Yeah, and, and I think you you hit the key right there. It's the setup because yes. the rule's fun, the game is fun, but when you're playing with like the little paper map they give you in the little cardboard pieces that this is supposed to be a car and that's supposed to be but when you've got rufus who has painted like toy cars that look amazing and has buildings that pull apart level by level and the roofs pull off miniature anywhere on the building exactly i mean that is number one it is it it is a big shout out to rufus and uh, a tip of the hat to him and his talent 
But also, I think you're exactly right. That's why people come to the oh. conventions to try that. So how would you like to play a game with 300,000 men in, in the battle? Oh, So goodness. we have that here. Yeah. It's it's actually he cuts it down to stands. Each stand has men that represent 25 men on the battlefield. Oh, wow. And so there's 12,000 miniatures on the battlefield set up over a long table, longer than your dinner table at home, folks. Um, unless you're unless you're Rockefeller or, you know, yeah. somebody. Or Bruce Wayne or, or Bruce something. Bruce Wayne or yeah. Donald Trump. Yeah. You're, you're not eating at a table this big. All set up for a battle in 1805, a Napoleonic battle, with 300,000 men, horses, everything that you'd expect in a battle uh, of that era. Yes. Right there on the table. This is this is why people come to these shows. Well, I, I what I think so far for me personally has been a lot of fun is even though it is HMG South, and there, I would say maybe 80 to 90% has been historical gaming. Much of the gaming is miniature gaming here. Right. Uh, the We try to focus on the historical gaming because generally that doesn't – that this is this is played here. Uh, it doesn't really play as much in the game stores. However, Flames yeah. of War plays, uh, Kings of War, um, a lot of different uh, games like that. Bolt Action will play in the stores. Right. Um, they don't play as many Napoleonics in the store. There are right. stores that do play that. Right, but, but I but think you're right. It's definitely this is niche. That focus. Yeah. So we, we try to focus on that niche, but we know that people like to play other games too. They like a little peanut butter and a chocolate. Yeah. So we also have uh, speculative games like the zombie game you're, you're enjoying. Yes. Uh, we have science fiction gaming in there. We have the Some classic Westerns. piracy. We have yeah. Westerns. We have pulp. Um, and I run the RPG room. We have role-playing games with Pathfinder. Mm -hmm. uh, we had some Savage Worlds this weekend. We've been working working on the 5e guys. Yeah. We've had some 5e games in the past. Um, there was a conflict this time, but we'll we'll bring those we'll bring those guys in. Uh, so it's pretty much any kind of gaming itch you have. If you're mm -hmm. taking a mini and you're putting it on the table to play, yeah. that's exactly this is the place for it to come exactly and and like you said i think it's been interesting with with the spread of games and having all kinds of different things right. but i do want to take it to your pathfinder room because there was sure. a couple really neat things i saw while i was there one of them was somebody was live twitch streaming well yeah, i believe I, twitch streaming his game which it, I thought it wasn't was twitch he tapes the games he okay. puts it out on his channel Oh, it's a YouTube he, channel. A YouTube channel okay. in, in post-edited form, and it's kind of to give the people a flavor of how Pathfinder is played and okay. how the game goes. It's a little bit different twist on what you'd normally consider an RPG. Um, I don't know where the experience level is, but a lot of times we have one-shot RPGs. Uh, GM thinks up a world. He thinks up a perfect scenario. He writes down or, or figures out what the monsters are going to be. His buddies all come over, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Five friends. I had I had played one at home for many years. It was uh, uh, three couples, and me. And my girlfriend didn't really want to play. She uh, she just hang around for me to cook dinner. I yeah. cook dinner for everybody, and then we would play a, a game of D and D uh, first edition. Uh, we play until we got really tired or ran out of beer, and that yeah. would be the end of the game. And it was a great thing. But if I were to get sick, and I'm the GM, we wouldn't be playing because the right. GM's too sick to play. Or let's say one of the couples can't make it. We can't make it that week, so we can't play. Right. Uh, my home games are the same way. I have a home game where I play some of the Adventure Pass, and that's it. If one of the couples can't make it, we hold off that week. Pathfinder Society turns that on its ear a bit, and it's organized play. So each person's character is independent. Uh, every time you play, you get something called a Chronicle at the end. The Chronicle lists how much gold you got, uh, how much fame you found, you know, 
hey, that's the guy that, that slew the dragon or right. whatever. There are things on there written like the Baron really likes you or the Baron, the, the Smith has decided to give you a discount on swords for okay. your services to the Empire or this guy really hates you now and he will take revenge in a future date. Yeah. And there's other things that are geared to your level. When you get three of those certificates, you go up a level. Uh, each one has different gold, so you get a few thousand gold. You can buy a neat magic weapon. Right. We have uh, weapon uh, wet rules to obtain weapons at certain levels, so that first level character is not going to get a plus five weapon of awesomeness. Or whatever yeah. Or, or that wizard's not going to have a wizard wand of fireballs at first level. Uh, there's ways to regulate that. But the idea here is that any five people, five strangers, in fact, can sit down at the table and play with a GM they don't know, and they leave the table in four hours as friends. That's the way I well, like that's to good. look at it. Yeah. It's, it's a little bit different. It's not for everybody. Some people don't like it because you do give up things like you can't have that plus five weapon or you're yeah. not going to build the entire scenario on that. And some people aren't comfortable sitting down with five strangers and right. playing a game. I love it. I like people like that, and I like meeting new people all the yeah. time. That's not a problem. Uh, some people, it's it's not. So you know, well, that's why we have a you know a little bit of a, a little bit of country and a little bit of rock and roll for everybody. Right, and I I like it, at least from from what you're saying, the idea of that it's structured to mm-hmm. where. You know, everybody's kind of playing in the same wheelhouse, so nobody's right. super overpowered because it's one you've world. always got that one guy that comes in that's got some uber overpowered character, and, and this kind of keeps everybody on the and same playing we do. field. And there's people that come in with cracked out characters, and that's fine because yeah. generally you'll find in the system, okay, so you shoot a gun and you do, you know, two billion points of damage to somebody and the, their head explodes and the bad guy or whatever. Yeah. But some encounters aren't like that. Some encounters are. You're going to meet the Duchess or you're going to meet the Duke yeah. and he wants to talk to you about trade. So you're going to be making roles like diplomacy or bluff or yeah. you're going to be. Tell me of what you know about trading. And yeah. I'm going to say, well, does anyone have profession trader or does everyone, anyone have profession sailor? You can talk right. about ports they visited. So we kind of keep that open and loose. So that verbal repost also favors some of the other characters that are more diplomatic or more talky. A charisma based right so everyone gets a chance to shine in the game and that's a very important part of the part of pathfinder society is everyone has in in the scenarios we use a little bit their time in the sun to play and enjoy themselves yeah um so that kind of gets regulated out because yeah. the guy the the duke is not going to be impressed by your big uh your big rifle or your uh, big battle axe or whatever <laughs> you know that uh, he's not going to care about it but right, it also unless he's, unless he's on the receiving end of it and that's yeah. generally a bad idea in the town oh exactly and and i think that that's one of the great things about what you do is like i said it seems like it's more streamlined it's a way for people that have never played together to be able to sit down and play and make new friends which i think is great i think right. that i think that's a whole point of the hobby in general is to make new friends and meet new people but I, I kind of like how it's regulated and, okay, I know that if I'm level five and I come to sit down with you, you're going right. to be level five too. You're not going to be like level 40, and it's like, oh, well, so, crud, I can't do anything. And the nice thing is, um, so we have several opportunities to play. I'll talk to about in a little bit. Mm-hmm. But let's say you go to your local gaming store and you're going to play that night. You come to Recon and okay. you're going to play two or three slots. Uh, then you go home with these Chronicles. Well, they don't have to sit there. In your hometown, there's probably a gaming store that offers the game. We have a website, which is the Pathfinders of Florida website. It's um, it's floridapfs.org. Okay. Uh, it is available to anyone. I think I don't know if you can link link to it, but there's yeah. the uh, 
We have a Facebook there, and we also have FloridaPFS.org right there. And guys, look underneath the bottom of this episode because we'll we'll put all that stuff down there so you can see it and you can kind of find all the links because it, it's a it's a great group out of Tampa right. and especially actually it's not out of Tampa. Oh, it's not. We play from Jacksonville to Miami. Holy to, cow! To Pensacola for Pathfinders of Florida. Okay. But the only reason we do that for Florida mm-hmm. is because we um. Because we have one website that actually I pay for it, but yeah. it's okay. Um, that we all share because it's just convenient to send everyone there. Yeah. Because when we go to the other shows and other cons, we don't want to be oh Miami Pathfinders or Tampa Pathfinders or whatever. Uh, we want we just send them to that. Yeah. And we kind of stretch the definition of Florida a little. Yeah. So we include the lady who runs Savannah. Okay. Uh, we include shows from Atlanta and Georgia. In fact, some of the judges here are from Atlanta, and Pathfinder Society actually is international. Oh, wow. So if you go to Japan right. and you have your character sheets with you and you want to sit down at a table, if you speak Japanese or English, it doesn't right. matter. They'll play in either language. And you sit down and play. You can play with people in that country. Well, that's awesome. They have a different, a slightly different approach to gaming, but the Pathfinder. Yeah. But it's still Pathfinder Society. You still get credit. And wow. you can bring that chronicle from Japan home to home to the U.S. Well, that's, that's awesome. Russia, Turkey. Uh, Israel has a lodge. Oh, wow. South Africa, I think, has a lodge. Australian guys are a hoot. Oh, I uh, bet. And and they come to Gen Con every year. I get to play at least one table often with them. Awesome. Uh, they have uh, – I'm a venture captain, which is one of the organizers for Tampa. There's a venture okay. captain in Orlando. And we have them all over the world. Uh, you can find them at paizo.com. Okay. Uh, but so Pathfinder Society is not necessarily a Tampa thing. Um, and there's no way that I could run a show this size – for Pathfinder or anything else without people that come from Orlando and people from Miami and people right. from Jacksonville. Uh, we all pitch in and we put on a good show. Well, that's awesome. And it's been, it's been a great show all around so far. And, and speaking of shows, we like to get our shows bills paid. So we're going to take a quick break and we're going to be back with more of the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. This episode of the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce is brought to you by retro, retro game treasure. Retro Game Treasure is an amazing monthly subscription service. They send you custom tailored boxes straight to your door from the video games that you love. You go on there, you have a wish list, you have your console of choice. They'll send you games from an assortment of consoles like NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis, Sega CD, Sega Dreamcast, Sega Game Gear, Game Boy Color, Xbox, PlayStation 1, PlayStation 2, GameCube, and many more. And what, what do the listeners of the Happy Hour get, Deuce? Put in Happy Hour in the promo box, and you'll get $2 off your order. Remember, with Retro Game Treasure, you get classic video games delivered every month. Go to RetroGameTreasure.com, pick your consoles, set your preferences, and add to your wish list. And don't forget to tell them that the Happy, Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce sent you. And we're back with the happy hour with Johnny and Deuce. And what what I wanted to ask you about is where do you see the Pathfinder group going in the future? What what's your kind of the grand picture, if well, you will? There's goals for the society as a whole. Every okay. year at Gen Con we have a new season. Okay. So season nine is coming. We know that there's a new uh, game coming that is allied to Pathfinder Society. It's called Starfinder. Okay. Starfinder is the science fiction bent version the Pathfinder's Pathfinder RPG. Okay. So you could buy Starfinder Core Book and you could play your own home games of Starfinder. Oh, nice. 
However, we a lot of us were bugging the staff, Paizo staff at Gen Con. Right. And you know, you're somebody's in the bathroom and it's like, hey, Starfinder Society. Yeah. And, you know, it's like. <laughs> So we were we were relentless. I'm really happy to say that we will have Starfinder Society. So the same things you do with Pathfinder Society, you come and play open gaming, organized play. We will have for Starfinder, or you buy the rule book. You can come up with your own worlds, your own situation, or right. put it in their their world and their situ their situation and play Starfinder. It is nice because the rule sets are compatible. Oh, nice. I'm sure we're going to have some uh, Back to the Future or Future to the Back. Yeah. Uh, Time travel kind back of stuff. And forth, you know, timey wimey stuff going on between the two. But that is one thing that we're coming up in season nine. Season eight, this is the eighth season of Pathfinder, which means that every year we have about 25 to 26 scenarios or episodes come out. Mm -hmm. uh, we've gone this for, we have season eight, but we started with season zero. So we have nine years of scenarios that we've produced up to now. They're all playable from year zero to now, except for a couple that were retired for such good reasons as yeah. everybody died, you know, rocks fall, everyone goes home. Nobody wants yeah. to play that. So they retired those quietly. Uh, so we have a lot of scenarios on Pathfinder Society and Starfinder starting out is going to be coming out with that. So I don't know what season nine holds. Nobody does, or I can't at least say it. Say yeah. it's Mike. Season eight has been, we've been traveling the planes of the elementals. And Great. now what level do you figure you have to be to start traveling elemental planes? think at least 10 at least 10 yeah but we found a way to work out elemental subplots even in the one through five scenarios for first first level players oh wow second players now you know it's oh my god there's some interior untiered encounters but there are creatures that you can encounter that have elemental flavors or have elemental knowledge and pathfinder society in the world of glorian is like a adventurous club and you bring the information back home okay. and they the scholar study it the high level people yeah they go into other yeah. space they go into uh, other planes they they fight the elementals so season eight has been a lot of fun i don't know i'm looking forward to season nine it's going to be a tough season to top in florida uh we are looking forward to uh other shows we have uh, megacon we are we have a good presence at megacon we have a good presence at oasis which is the orlando area science fiction society uh, we got Super Common Miami that's going on. Rapier, yes, I believe is going to have Pathfinder presence uh, up in Jacksonville. Uh, there is, of course, Dragon Con, Gen Con coming up, and of course, the one you really need to go to is Huracan. Huracan, uh, yes. Put on by HMGS South. We have a great time. Now, Pathfinder at Huracan, we always have an interactive. Yes, uh, and that's something that we're going to do at Huracan. Yes, and and that's the one thing I've got to say that I actually love about the Pathfinder and and HGMS South is they both work together so seamlessly, and you see people going back and forth to different rooms. Like nobody's oh, just yeah. nobody's an island unto themselves. No, if we, you have, will. we have some guys that really are hardcore RPG players and want to play RPGs. Yeah, we have some guys that are historical gamers. They want to play historical gamers, and that's it. Right. But then we have people that fall onto the spectrum. Like right. I. I go home and I'm painting uh, my little space bears. Right. Not for Starfinder, but for I like to play this 15 millimeter rule set. Oh, nice. Uh, I have other uh, miniatures I like to play. Um, sometimes others will have games, and I'll jump in on. on I like some of the colonial games. Uh, there's nothing like charging or. Uh, uh, I, we were playing one game with a friend of mine, uh, 
Chinese boxers. Oh, okay. And they're all dressed as tigers. They're in tiger pajamas. They oh, wow. Like, it looked like Tigger gone mad. Oh, wow. Uh, with <laughs> rifles. Oh, wow. <laughs> running up on, on that during the Boxer Rebellion era. Oh, wow. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. But the miniatures are just, they were just so fun. They all, it all looked like I had Tigger running across the battlefield. Oh, wow. Oh. <laughs> uh, but, it, you know, it's, it's neat. And I think, like I said, it's neat that how everybody kind of works together yes. and kind of bounces back and forth. Because me, I like both flavors. So, mm -hmm. prime example, yesterday, I did the, my walking game in the dead game in the morning. Right. Then I went and played an RPG after lunch. Right. And then at dinner after dinner, um, I ended up playing the, the world-famous Friday night bike race yes. with Mark, which I got to be a part of for the first time this year, which I was very it honored like and proud. Sounds like a well balanced gaming, gaming diet. Meal. Yeah, yeah exactly. So, and that's kind of the way I like to do it. And I've yeah. also, like I said, now don't get me wrong. I'm sure there's some guys that their flavor is only RPGs, and, the, and sure. they'll spend most of their time there. But I, I saw a lot of people bouncing back oh, and yeah. forth and moving around and, and, have, and kind of checking everything Savage out. World games. We had the yes. Savage World games. Uh, in the afternoon were full. Yeah. They had the game, one game go off at night, and Savage World is a nice addition. It's a little bit a different type of system that is more programmable to different pieces. Mm -hmm. um, the 5E has come and played in the past and done games here. We've had open games that, that we've done uh, in here as far as RPG. So whatever your RPG uh, uh, preference is, whatever yeah. cocktail you like for RPGs, we could find it here. And I'll tell you another thing. If you want an RPG, let's say, I really want to play Traveler. I wish someone would run Traveler. I'm going to say, well, that's too bad. Why don't you run Traveler, and that way it'll be here. Yeah. And that's exactly the thing. If you want to see that game, yeah, come out and run it. I'll give you a space. I got a table for you. Well, and that was the great thing is we've got so much room to grow in this new oh, building yeah. that, you know, we'll be able to add more tables. I think the... I'll make room for you. Yeah. The, Honestly, I'll, yeah. I will... I will consolidate tables and make room for another game that's another flavor yeah uh because that's that's really important to me is there might be a guy who is playing historical that yeah. doesn't want to play it but he sees a traveler table he's going to come yeah. over and play that or he sees a table that is playing you know some game that he's really wanted to do my little pony role-playing game yeah. hey i don't judge yeah get over there and get you know put your tail on that's fine yeah know? but no i but i think it, it, you, you you hit a good point because yeah. even going in the room yesterday, there was a lot of different flavors. It wasn't just mm -hmm. Pathfinder. Um, Scott was running some Space Napoleonic kind of... Yeah, uh, his Space Napoleon game, which is, yeah. it looks like a lot of fun. It, it was. I had a, a really good time playing it, but he was running that, and I know I saw a couple people running more miniature game related things. Right. I mean, I, it was a role-playing game, but there was miniatures involved in it. But there were other things besides just Pathfinder being yes, played. Yes. Now, there's one time when we do take over the whole room, and I, I don't know if I'm, I might have mentioned the interactive in the fall. Okay. And I, I'll mention that now because I think that's important for your listeners sure, who sure, might sure. be interested. Uh, you played world, you might have played World of Warcraft or EverQuest or any of those yes, online yes, games. Yes, yes, yes. So when you have a big objective, you get together and make a raid, right? Right. So you get 10, ten groups together and you yeah. go after a raid. We do that in the room on the tabletop in Pathfinder Society uh, in periodically. Wow. We have a raid. You get all the tables together. They have a, a scenario that they play together as a group. They have a group objective. Okay. Um, the high-level tables take the high-level things out. The right. low-level tables, they have their own contributions to it. Right. And the tables can mix and match and help each other. Right. Sometimes there is a diplomatic uh, uh, 
diplomatic things to, to end up uh, Doing, objectives right. to, to complete. Sometimes there's uh, martial or combat objectives to complete. Sometimes it's just a matter of getting people from one place to the other. But the entire room competes, and the entire room shares in the rewards and the risk. Well, that's awesome. Now, it's pretty pretty interesting. If you have never seen it, yeah, uh, come out to Huracan. Uh, I will give you a table, and uh, you'll be. We would love to have you. Now, just it's so our listeners out there can kind of understand and know, and so I can kind of get it clear in my mind. So basically, you've got each little round table is a group of maybe four or five people. Right. Now, is there a giant board with minis that yes. kind of show the whole thing progressing? Oh, yeah. A lot of times, we'll project it right on the wall. Okay. We'll do like a, a video screen. Okay. And it'll be like a map, and things will turn red and green. Okay. Or uh, one time we had like a tally board. Okay. And each time one of the different groups had an objective they completed, they they'd get a tally mark. Right. And that was kind of a race. Yeah. Uh, we've done a race uh, at one time. We've done a dungeon crawl. Right. As with ten tables, we've done we've done a. Uh, uh, trip into space. Okay. Not is not Starfinder. Right. But we, you know, there's ways to travel in in, in uh, near space in yeah. Pathfinder with high enough wizards, uh, and teleport onto a planetoid and complete objectives there for Pathfinder Society. So it's been all kinds of different scenarios with great, great uh, writing from the Paizo staff and and interesting things. But it's always been an experience with interactive. Well, that's uh, awesome. When you see it at Gen Con, there is not 10 tables. It's like 130 tables. Oh, wow. When you see it here, we try to do 10, 20 tables and bring right. it here to people that can't go to Gen Con. Uh, we do a large one at, at a very large show here in uh, uh, Orlando Megacon. Uh, we also do them at Turacon in the fall. Let me ask you about Megacon, if I may, sure, just sure. because that's actually... I'm I actually the gaming director for Megacon. I run the gaming in general and rpg i work with uh, shane the local venture captain for orlando and okay. the uh, matt who's the venture lieutenant with tampa works with me and his uh, uh shane's venture lieutenant chris reed uh, the three of us kind of work on some of that right and we work with some of the stores to populate the card room right so people can play magic we work with a team to do the uh, LARP, uh Werewolf room, it used to be the LARP department, and right. now it's werewolf on its own. Right. So if you like the little tapping on the table, hey, who's right. the werewolf? I want to yeah. I want to take them, you know, and guessing who the werewolf was, deception game. Yeah. We have that for you, too. Well, that's awesome. And, and the reason I ask about that, because I'm not 100% sure when we're going to drop this episode, but I do know in the next few weeks, Megacon's coming. And I've got to say, the last time I went to Megacon, it was about two, two years ago, and we were blessed as a show to have uh, – uh, th two different contestants from King of the Nerds come and mm -hmm. stay at my house, and we got to go to the show along with them. Um, but one of the things we did that I really enjoyed of the whole thing was we went into one of the gaming rooms, and I I'm just going to leave the store out just so nobody feels like they they got left out. But they had a giant gaming room with a bunch of games, and it was literally come to the table, pick up a game, go to a table, play. Right. And we played Munchkin for like an hour, two hours. Yeah. Just and, and it was nice because it was a nice break from the con because we had been, you know, this was middle of day two. We kind of needed a little break, and it just yep. it was really nice. And it was it, a game I had not, never played before. And, and the uh, that's one thing about the community in general here. I'm yeah. a board gamer as well. Uh, and the employees of the two the stores at Megacon right. will sit you down and kind of show you the rules yeah. and, and kind of teach you how to play a new game. 
I learned Machi Koro first time when Machi Koro came out. I'm thinking, I don't know if I like this. And yeah. and the guy who was running one of the booths said, Oh, come on, try it. You'll like it. And, yeah. Uh, then I saw the Sushi Factory or whether yeah the, something. It was like the tuna boats or something. And I thought, yeah. oh, okay, well, this sounds like fun. So we tried it and uh, we liked it. It's been in our lineup as a uh, palate cleansing game for uh, well, it's yeah, and it's and it's nice and it's fun and um and like I said and and like you just mentioned. When we walked up to get the game, the the guy was super nice. He was like, oh, "Hey, yeah. do you, do you, do you need help with this? Do you know how to play?" And thank goodness, uh, Rochelle, one of the contestants and one of our good friends, actually, uh, his boyfriend Hamilton was there. And Hamilton's like, "No, no, no, I got this." And he sat down and he oh, yeah. and he and he showed us everything so we could play. But I mean, he he was Johnny on the spot, the gentleman from the store. Because um, I can't remember which store it is. It's Coliseum of Comics or which are the two the that. Often it was call all often it's Coliseum and uh, cool stuff and cool stuff. We'll, okay. we'll have uh, booths in the room. I don't yeah. know if uh, I don't have information on any anyone else who's going to be in that room. Right. Uh, so they will be running drafts all day. Yes. Magic drafts. They'll be doing demos and other games. The uh, megaconvention.com will have the gaming schedule on there. Okay. Uh, they're putting that up now. We got a month to go here. Yeah. Uh, so that's a good good introduction to some of the games. Plus. There's all the celebrities, and as I say, everything that MegaCon has to offer yes. is there. It, it's it's definitely a big con if you've never been. Yes. Uh, we do have good RPG at night. Uh, we have RPG in the afternoon and night there. So after the game four closes, you want to come up and do whatever kind of game you want to play, right. we got it there for you. Well, that that's that's really good to know, especially because a lot of our, our fans, I know, will be at MegaCon. Um, I'm not sure if we're going this year as a show or not, but a lot of our fans go. Also, we work with the a Florida con artist and, right. and different cosplayers and things like that. And, uh, of course, as you know, for cosplay, it's a huge convention. Oh, it's a huge, um, yeah, huge for cosplay. So that'll be there. Not going to lie. Yaya I, Han is always there. There's yes. a lot of other big names in cosplay that come every year to MegaCon. It's on the big circuit. Not going to lie, I almost pitched you guys the cosplay <laughs> idea. I thought it might go over like a turn in a punch bowl, but I was like, well, I do have some cosplayers, and they do do the Captain America World War One, like from the first Avenger, yep. World War Two, excuse me. And I was like, well, you know, World War Two, it's historical. You know, it, it could fit. And for I the, For the World War One. Uh, cosplay adventure team. You got to go adventure brothers. Adventure brothers. There you go. <laughs> orb, you know? Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> the orb. Yeah. So I was like, well, I, I might pitch that. I was like, well, you know, there's always next year. So I might, I might keep that in my back pocket <laughs> yeah. and, and, and see just because a lot of them are local and they can stop yeah. by just for the day. Now, if, if you're really into board games, there's also another con here in Orlando. I don't know if you've been to Dice Tower. I, I have not uh, been to Dice Tower, but I know of the it. The convention is yeah. very nice. Uh, they have a lot of board games there, and when the tickets go on for sale in the fall, yeah, boom, they're gone. Yeah, we do have Pathfinder there. We do have Five E there. They have a nice flea market. They have a nice sale for vendors and stuff. Right. If you can get a ticket, it's a hot ticket. Yeah. It's like getting a ticket, at the Academy Awards here in Florida. Yeah. Uh, you'll meet people from all over, and you'll learn to play. At least I've learned three or four games and. Usually oh, wow. I'll get to play a game before it comes out, like Tyrants of the Underdark. Right. A D&D flavored board game. Okay. Uh, it's a deck builder with a tabletop, uh, miniature tabletop element to it. So you're keeping track of your victories and your victory points separately from the state of the tabletop. Okay. And the tabletop, your hand, your deck, the creatures out of your deck that you sacrifice to your inner circle. Okay. And they become, they become unplayable. Uh, 
and the uh, amount of cards you play uh, within the game all contribute to your victory points. Oh. And you have no idea who's winning. Yeah. But, man, you're doing all – It's it has to do with drow. Okay. And so you're doing all those drow things. You're stabbing your friends in the back. Oh, wow. You're lying to them. And there's a certain – meanness that everyone has and yeah. the thing oh yeah i'm your buddy don't worry i'm gonna take care of you Ugh, yeah. you know <laughs> well just between me you and the fence post and you know our thousands of listeners um dice tower has been on our radar yes. it's not something that we have overlooked i just i'm going to have to do some more research and do some yeah. more contact yeah. just because of the fact that we would love to go as a show and be sure, able to sure. attend I think they as the a- show there's a show, of course, that tie, ties yeah. it up pretty much. It yeah. does a lot of gaming reviews. Yeah. Uh, different different genre than you all, but yeah. I, I know it's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, they have they have a good time with that. An, another show, of course, I mentioned Oasis. They are a yes. very good show. Uh, Oasis is a, one we haven't Oasis hit yet. Oasis is really an old, old show. And when I first started playing uh, games there, it was Living Greyhawk, which was D&D 3.4. Right. And three five. Wow. And they also played something called the Legend of Shining Jewel, which is another organized play similar to how we do organized play in Pathfinder Society. Okay. Where you could build up a character and port a, port it around the different uh, places. Oh, that's awesome. Been, we've been doing this for a long time. I'm afraid I've been gaming uh you know, since I was 17, uh, just a few years ago. Yeah. Well, let me ask you about this, though, about Oasis, it, just sure. so I can kind of gauge it. Is it more a con in the vein of a mega con, or is no. it more a con in the vein of, like, uh, how we are here at Recon, where it's more about the no, gaming? it's completely different. Okay. It's the... Explain uh, it to me just a little bit. It's the, the third axis zone. here, the third rail of, of, of conventions. There are more of a science fiction convention... They have authors, a lot of authors that come. Like okay. John uh, uh, Scalzi was there. Um, yes. Uh, ben Bova's been there. They've been, they've okay. all all these different authors that you can think of who's done that. Yes. Um, some of my some of my favorites have been to the show, and you're able to talk to them and uh, uh, sitting on a couch with an author that you admire and yes. just being able to talk to them. They have the time for this at this show. It's a much smaller show. However, it is power packed with uh, with people that are creative, um, mostly literary and creative people, uh, correct? And some movie people that have come. There are a lot of local artists that come and paint, yes. and they'll they'll sell paintings there. Uh, they have gaming there. We enjoy enjoy that, and they have yeah. some people that play their play their own home games that are based on the creations they do. But it's a lot it's a lot of fun that way. There's a couple others, in fact, that come and play Pathfinder Society there every year. Well, it's awesome that you mentioned that because I'm going to cross two little bridges here. Oh. Uh, a good friend of ours, Christian, who runs a podcast called Mark Who 42 mm-hmm. about the Hooniverse and beyond, um, they are going to Oasis, I believe, allegedly, uh, because I was on their show just last week reviewing the latest episode of Doctor Who, right. and they were talking to me about it, and they said they loved it, but they said it was a lot of literary people, There is, and it was interesting because they have done it for allegedly several years and they at least uh mark was able to meet george rr R. martin before yes. uh hbo had even had a glimmer in its eye about game when of the thrones books, when the books were very much in the oasis yes uh, circles and people were passing around i'm yeah. sure they were secondhand selling the books yeah that 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 people were have been writing for years yeah. um there's a few artists that have come there that I've got I've gotten to meet at uh, Oasis that are just uh, 
local art richard byers is a local artist chris jackson right. and they both also write for pathfinder society right. but um, they've they've or Pathfinder Paizo. Paizo has a book line of novels. Right. But they're local to Florida, and they've come to the show uh, Oasis. It's really a, a big meeting hub for that. Um, yeah. The hospitality room, yes. when you go to Oasis, don't miss the hospitality the room. The room's top-notch. 24-hour. Well, it's 24-hour spaghetti and chili yeah. and chips and, yeah. and sodas, and they stock it out of their own pocket. But what's really nice about it is you're sitting on a couch with people, and suddenly somebody will talk about, something that you know it yeah. would just be out of left field to have this idea to talk about right. and people are hotly debating what would happen if aliens lived here yeah or you know, something or, or you know moved here or they were secretly here you know what would, what would people do well i know at least when it was explained to me and and you can rebuke this was oasis was definitely more of a literary convention it, if it, you will there's a lot of people that yeah write. there's a lot of people that that are uh, writing but really literary and and text the written word has become a media genre more than a book right you're not you're not necessarily buying a book you're buying an ebook i i have books i read some the paper books yeah but most of the time i'm reading off my ipad really um, but the people there also are writing screenplays some right. of the people there are also doing things behind the scenes that you wouldn't necessarily know about uh some of them are doc, script doctors just yeah fix things up um like uh, Our Carrie Fisher. Carrie yeah. Fisher was probably the the queen of the script doctors in Hollywood. So anything you wanted to know about that area, you could probably go at Oasis and meet someone or or hear about it in at that place. And wow. artists are, are very very good. And I, I like if I can make a big plug for them. Sure. If you go to Oasis, um, look at the local artists. This is how local artists uh, get yeah. that Wonder Bread to make their sandwiches during yeah. the week is they go to Oasis and they make some sales. So please patronize our local art here in the community in uh, Florida. Definitely. And I just, uh, to, to add on to that, any convention you go to, make sure that you support the local people and the yes, vendors yes. at the convention. I always make it a point when I go to the convention to at least pick something up because, oh, yeah. you know, all those guys are coming out. They're putting money down to, you know, have those tables. And, you know, like you just said, you know, they're they're trying to, to get the bread for their sandwiches too, right, right. you know. So, you know. <laughs> so spend a little bit of your bread. <laughs> exactly. So I, I definitely fully agree with that. Right. I, I want to, before we wrap this up, I want to bring this thing back around full circle. Sure. And tell me. Tell me your thoughts on this year so far and the convention we've had so far. Holy cow, we've had a great, great convention. I think one thing I really enjoy is the shock on the members' faces when they walked into the new hotel. Yes. Ready. Holy cow, this is a great place. It was a shock and awe yeah, moment. It was, it was yeah. what? Because some of our members have gone to Crucible, yeah. and some of them are, are elbowing their buddies. Yeah, I told you so. Yeah. And the other guys were really impressed that the stories are true. Yeah. The, the stories, they're all true. Um the place is a nice location. We've yes. got a good location for uh, through 2018. Wow. Uh, we will negotiate uh, the rest of our contracts. So like I said, we don't mess around. Renricon uh, 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 wraps up here. We're going to be starting on our uh, uh, new systems for registration and booking in the fall for Huracan. Mm -hmm. uh, you'll be able to interactively book your games. You'll be interactively set up your games. It'll be a little bit different than the old system of send me an email and I type it in. And by the time the show is there, my hands You've are You've got closed. carpal tunnel. Oh, yeah. I've got terrible carpal tunnel now, yeah. right? And 
so it'll be uh we're gonna get better every time we would love to have you come out and try huracan yeah uh then come around for recon because i know if you try huracan you'll be back for recon yeah and that was the one thing i gotta give credit where credit's due uh to you guys and a big congratulations to you guys because it used to be the way it was explained to me huracan was like the big convention right. and recon was kind of the little smaller baby sister yes now they're both huge like well, now i think they're both about the same size here's the ep- there's always a myth okay. in every organization there's a myth okay here's, the, here's our myth the mythical story is you know the uh way back you know when we're fighting dinosaurs for for gaming pieces right uh HMGS decided to charter a group here in Florida okay. for that, and we were called HMGS South. Right. HMGS East, now we just call HMGS, but right. those were the, that was kind of the mother HMGS. Historical Miniature Gaming Society in the North chartered us here, so we had to have a convention in Florida to establish that we were a club. Right. So we hurried up and made yeah. a con, hurry yeah. con. Hurry con. And it, plus it looked sounded like hurricane. Yeah. And they said, hey, this is really good, but, you know, we really would love a con in the spring. Well, what are we going to do? Well, let's do the same thing as hurricane. Okay, so we'll recon. Yeah. And it's recon con and, and recon. Con, and yeah. And so we did it in the spring. And it was a smaller show. Now they're getting just about equal, and that's great. Yeah. Uh, we have a great time in the spring. We have a great time in the fall. Um, now – each of the different groups in Florida have a contribution to that. Tampa, Suncoast Skirmishes, and Tampa Area Gamer does a show every month, a mini, mini micro show, two slots. Okay. In the library downtown Tampa at the John Germany Library every second Saturday. Okay. Uh, Lakeland has shows. I don't know when they do their The Lakeland Role-Playing Guild, do you mean? Yeah, they do, they uh, do games it, and I such. think it's, in goodness gracious, uh, Tracy and, and Glenn and Scott, you yeah. can get on to me. I'll, but I'll I, I remember, it, it, if I remember correctly, it's the second and fourth Friday of every month. Sure. Yeah. And second and fourth Friday is, is their days. Yeah. I know Jacksonville Garrison does it. Ocala Garrison has a, has games. Mm. The Orlando Garrison has games. Uh, they, they all promote their various things. The Southern Front in Miami mm-hmm. has their games. So the local groups all are very vibrant and historical miniatures get together to play mm-hmm. on their own. And then the best, you know, we have great a great time at Recon Hurricane because of those local groups. Yeah. And you'll see their banners out on the floor. Um, one other thing to new people who are going to attend the show, uh, the only dumb question is the one you don't ask. Yes, I agree with ask that 110%. Ask questions. Uh, ask, hey, can I play too? And... 99% of the time, the answer is going to be yes. There's a yeah. few games that fill up, and there's a few games where if they say, oh, yeah, you're new, I want to let you on, yeah. they would be uh, they would be fighting the old grognards or some of the other guys saying, hey, I signed up first. You said yeah. I could play. Uh, but there's plenty of intro games. There are beginner games. There are games for everyone here. Yes. Everyone is welcome to this show. Uh, we have um, – Couples that come and play together. Yes. We have couples with some special needs that come and play. It's not a problem. Yeah. Um, I have people that, uh, I had one guy, who, he passed away. Man, I miss I miss Theo so bad. Yeah. He was the sweetest guy ever. He was totally blind, and he would crochet by feel at oh, the wow. table while he was playing. And his friend was sitting next to him, and his friend would read his character sheet to him, or they would show a handout. And yeah. His friend would whisper in his ear and read the handout to him, yeah. and he would play. And he just had such a good role player. Uh, I really miss him. But yeah. uh, we will accommodate you if if you if you think you got an issue. Yeah. We will accommodate anyone who wants to come and play historical miniatures. Uh, 
and and that's really what I one thing I really love about this these gang, gang of people yeah. is they come in and they all pitch together and we all have a great time. Well, that and I will say this, and and it's a big shout out to the the Park Inn by Radisson and yes. also to HMGS South as a whole. You have been very very accommodating and friendly and just uh, helped out so so much with the people we have in our group with disabilities because we do have have a few oh yeah um but it's just it's been just delightful to see Mm -hmm. how you guys have just done a great great job of just making sure everything's done and making sure that they're all their needs are taken care of we're all volunteers yeah but there's no reason why we can't be professional about it yeah exactly and you guys have been just top top notch and and top shelf when it comes to being professional about everything you guys have had an amazing show um, just tell our listeners at home how can they find out about you, about Pathfinder Society, HMGS South. Where, sure. What, what's all the plugs? So we have a website, okay. HMGS South. It's HM, HMGS-South.com. That's our main webpage. It looks like an old-timey newspaper. Yeah. I know that the links break people's eyes because they're yeah. not turning blue. They're red links. Click on the page. Experiment. Yeah. You're not going to break it, I promise you. Yeah. Uh, it it is it's kind of cool the way it looks it looks like you know you've just uh the the messenger boy has just run up to the camp and handed you a newspaper from right. home and that's how it's supposed to look yeah uh we have our conventions always listed next con on there we also have after action reports you want to see what happened they have that on hmgs south website wow. uh the florida pathfinders has floridapfs.org that website will get you uh all the games anywhere in the state, all the conventions anywhere in Florida. We include Savannah. Savannah has a nice community. It's just over the border. So yeah. We include that. Yeah. It includes the Panhandle, even though they are more attached to Mobile. Um, oh, really? Yeah, they are. There's a good Mobile group over there. You Believe it or not. There's a so good the Panhandle Louisiana people group. are more attached to the, well, the Alabama branch, well, because, give or take. Because it's, it's, it's Tallahassee's got a good group. Right. And you go over Tallahassee, and yeah. I'm sorry, there's no Mayo uh, in Lafayette County. Pathfinder Society, there's yeah. only like 3,000 people in the whole county. Oh, yeah, so, I know. That's where my uncle lives, actually. Oh, so yeah, oh, it's a beautiful place. Oh, it is. But, but you're yeah, right. They're, they're, the cows help outnumber people out there. Yeah, the Dollar General is where you can go you get can Pretty much get everything, yeah. So, uh, But, yeah, my, my parents live Thank in God North. for Amazon. My parents moved to the middle of nowhere, Florida. My mother still lives yeah. in, 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 in the middle of uh, – Aster, which is known for fishing and hunting yeah. and everything, everything that ends in N in Aster. Yeah. But there's very little gaming until you get to Gainesville. Right. And that's there's a long way from Gainesville to Tallahassee. Yeah, it definitely is. Not, there's not as much gaming. We would love to, to if somebody in Mayo is listening and yeah. they want to do something with Pathfinder, give me a call, uh, floridapfhouse.org. You can find me, and I would be happy to help you get started if you're there. Um, I love it, though, there. It is beautiful. Um but yeah, so they attach a little bit more to Alabama than us, and that's fine. Yeah. But but the uh, venture uh, officers there, I know them. I talk to them all the time online. Mm-hmm. Um, we we share him uh, hints and tips and tricks to uh, to run a good organization, and uh, they they do good uh, they do a good job up there. Uh, Jacksonville is up in that uh, north part of the state. Uh, James and the crew up there, the venture officers there, do uh, two or three different stores. They're very very oh, active. Wow. The guys in Miami are very, very active. They yes, because I've seen them all here this weekend. Orlando, Coco, Daytona all yep. have games, all have gamers. Sarasota, uh, yeah. you know, wherever you go in the state, we will find you a game. And if you're looking for historical miniature games, 
Uh, ask us at HMGS. Yeah. The only dumb question is the one you don't ask. Maybe there's somebody in Mayo that's doing Napoleonics, and that yeah. would be great. You know. Well, there's I'm one picking more. on Mayo. Well, it's all right. But no, there's there's <laughs> one. The one question I did want to ask you for, before we wrapped up, sure. be just because you brought up Gainesville, because I've got a lot of family that lives there. I love Gainesville. It's almost a second mm -hmm. home to me. Um, how big is the gaming group out there in Gainesville? They have three or four tables, I think, every month at least, or every two weeks. Wow. Um, the there one of the guys who was there at Gainesville he just moved up to Massachusetts to Harvard. Oh wow! Uh, he he went up to uh, to work there. He's left it in uh, capable hands of uh, a guy named Derek. Okay. And uh, uh, and uh, the crew over in um, uh, on the Reeds. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. I'm trying to think. I went to yeah. I went to U Stay forever. I went to USF. Oh okay. <laughs> so um, uh, you the Reeds Union is right yeah. there. Uh, and they have gaming right in there. They have a couple of local game stores. I don't want to mess up who it is, yeah. but those local game stores also play uh, uh, Pathfinder Society there. They play 5e. Yeah, I know they have a big variety of games there, and Ocala also has a good group. Oh, and wow. the Ocala guy often comes and helps uh, support Gainesville. The Gainesville. Well, uh, the thing is, because Ocala and Gainesville are, are, are pretty close together, which yeah. so it's easy for them to do that. But I would think, and some of this I'm digging is for for my nephews, uh, but just because there there is a couple of gaming stores there. I actually yeah. was surprised because as big as that damn town is, because as you can see with my hat, I'm a oh, huge know, Gator fan. Uh, you know, I'm in Gainesville all the time. As big as that damn town is, there's only like two – gaming slash comic yeah. book stores if i remember correctly um and it just boggled my mind because i was like holy shitballs look at all the kids that are here you're telling me oh, yeah. none of these oh, kids yeah. buy comics and play they, these games they, they so. buy comics and they play the games and they're yeah. not playing them in the stores and that's yeah. there's there's a niche for that and yeah. the people that are coming up on that yeah. market man gaming i i, I got a give that to the gaming store it's a tough business no yeah, it's, so it's definitely a, a big tough risk business. when you're in a community like gainesville where yeah. students yes they come in every four years and every four maintain, years they leave and yeah. maintain the gaming store maintain loyal customers like that you yeah. don't have guys that stay there for 10 20 years right well they did when i was going to college well yeah 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 <laughs> the eternals yeah but but in in gainesville now the kids are going straight through school and they uh uh they don't play as much as uh, as they had yeah. in the stores. Which kind of boggled my mind. And, and the reason being is when I was in college is kind of when I found role-playing mm -hmm. and role-playing games. I mean, I played a lot of miniature stuff as a kid, and I did role-playing stuff as a kid. But definitely, I think, more in college because I had a little bit more free time. Um, I got into gaming a lot more, and right. I'm like – that is such a huge college town. Why is it not producing? Because, I mean, goodness, let's oh, yeah. take your alma mater, USF. Oh, yeah. There is, like, you throw a rock and you hit a comic book store in Tampa. Yeah, like, they're all over the place. And we had three, when I was going to USF, we had three gaming groups running at the same time. Wow. The Friday night gaming group I was the president of, and I think I was the secretary of a Saturday group. Yeah. And the Sunday group was kind of a club, yeah. but they were on the verge of being pulled. Yeah. But we would uh, we wouldn't even get a meeting room. We just go on Saturday up in the English building. Yeah. And we just start taking empty yeah. rooms and playing. Yeah. Um, in fact, a good friend of mine that was doing that Frank Fry is here at this show. He's oh, been really? gaming for years and years and years. Uh, but we all played at USF and and really primarily it was that. And yeah. there was one gaming store. It's closed now called Merlin's. Okay. It was the only game in town. Yeah. And when you go into the store, there'd be all these books. 
and it'd be like all these occult books and yeah. all these things and you know better eating better life through eating brown yeah. rice and yeah. all that stuff and on this corner there would be the the D and D books right and uh, maybe three or four Ralph Partha miniatures and stuff. Right. And as soon as you'd get lead miniatures, yeah, they would be gone. So you never was able to keep those in stock. The books, you'd grab the books, you'd buy the books. Yeah. Um, and that's the only way we could get our your our, hands on our hands on then. the material. And that was the only game in town up right there at USF. Yeah. Which is wild because you know now. Literally the only but, game in town. Yeah, because now with USF, like I said, I mean you've got Emerald City Comics, you've oh, got. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, the names can go on and on, mm-hmm. but there's a, a like literally you throw a rock in there, you you hit one, and oh, just... there's a lot of comic stores around the USF area. Yeah, there is a new gaming store, of course, that started. Um, uh, there's Gathering Games in the South. There's okay. Critical Hit Games we have in Pinellas County. Okay, we had one store closed. There's Serenity Games over in Pinellas. A great comic book yeah. guy, Dave McPike, yeah. had a store in Pinellas. He lost his lease. He closed. I'm sure he's going to reopen. He's yeah. a great guy. Um, Armada is there in there. They don't sell only comics. They yeah. do have a gaming store. Game Academy is there, but yeah. we are going to add cool stuff to okay. the Tampa lineup. And I know that that is a, uh, that's been, uh, now is cool stuff about. a gaming store. Cool stuff okay. is like one of the largest chains of gaming stores. They have a oh, South Florida. Okay. I think they have two or three or, uh, Orlando show stores. Okay. I think they have a Jacksonville store, but now it'll be Tampa, which is the, Awesomest, uh, awesomest thing I could think of. It's a really nice, nice place. One more, <laughs> even though I said the last one. Was oh yeah, last that's one. fine. One more last question, and I, I'm giving them a free plug just because I love their name. I've actually been following Serenity Gaming Store on oh, yeah. Facebook just because I'm a huge brown coat. Oh yeah. So I was like, okay, I've just got to follow. this Have you place been in that me. store? I haven't, and that it's was going to co- be my the walls question. Are covered. Yeah. The walls are covered with Serenity memorabilia. I think yeah. they must have three or four models, of uh, Firefly models in the store. Yeah. Um. There's a lot of there's a lot of fans of yeah, this of TV this series show. and show yeah. for one season. Yeah, there's a, a large uh, following. Yeah, a very close friend of mine, uh, Christy, has in her room in her living room. She's got the Art Deco posters oh, wow. of the entire cast from Serenity. Oh yes, uh, I've drawn seen those. Those on are those. Gorgeous. Yeah, framed on other oh, wow. walls. It's like oh yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. No, that's awesome. No, I just want to ask you about it because, like I said, uh, from from afar, I've been a fan from afar. Yeah. Because as soon as it showed up in my Facebook feed, I, I liked well, it and I started looking. There's at it, a road so. called I four. You take it down. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you get on two seventy five and you go down there. And Trust it's me, right my there. friends will tell you if it's more than thirty minutes away, do say oh. going because we, we do have food in Tampa. We <laughs> I, I know, I know. But I, I just, I, I swear to goodness, for for being knock on wood, turning thirty five in June. I am the biggest old grump that oh. there is because I'm just like I don't. We're I don't, not going to a baseball game. It's an hour and forty five minutes don't away. Want, I don't want to hear it. I have to yeah. drive all over the place to, to for game my gaming hobby. Yeah, it's, it's worth the trip. Definitely. Um, the other stores in the area are we're all, all, all worth, worth the trip. The trip. They're pretty. They're they're they all have their own thing to to offer. Serenity has always been uh, its its own deal. Um, they have Pathfinder there, of course. Right. Um, they do have some pretty much open gaming. I know they've had uh, tournaments and other games. Uh, when I first uh, played the uh, 
Firefly role, uh, Firefly board game. Yes, I played there, and I played with some of my other friends. I've got every single expansion to it. What do you and think? It's a lot of fun. Oh, I love the game. It's oh, a fun you? game. Uh, I fact, dodged uh, a bullet last night by not buying it, and by dodging a bullet. Oh, not that no, I don't no, want the no, game. No, 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 no. Uh, it's I do want the game. I'm afraid I'm going to buy it. None of my you, friends you are going to play it. It's you didn't dodge dust. a bullet. You missed a kiss from a supermodel, man. Uh, oh, well, that's a really that's, good game. That's probably exactly yeah. what I did because allegedly in the Woolly and Wild Friday Night Flea Market, the guy had it and he had the blue sun expansion not even out of shrink wrap really and he said he'd sell me both for 55 bucks and that I, I walked away because i because in my oh, mind man. i was like i'm gonna buy this i'm going you, to take it home and put it you on my blew shelf. It, man i probably over, did man. yeah i probably did just because yeah. of the mere fact that like i'm like i know what's gonna happen i'm gonna buy this it's, I, it's gonna a, go on it's my really shelf really enjoyable game even if you're not a fan of of the, the oh, series i adore the show you haven't I seen the show, the show even so. if you haven't seen the show it's yeah. got some nice mechanics i yeah. like I like that you go and you can visit different planets. So yeah. the basic idea of the game is you're flying the verse. Right. You're looking for making deals. You're making money. You're making legal deals. You're making less than uh, legal deals. It's, it fell off the truck. Right? Yeah. So you're making those kind of deals too. And you're flying around. It's all, it, it, it reproduces or makes you feel like the verse of the show. Yeah. If even if you're not a fan, it's a nice meal. Yeah. It, the, sh the cards are well printed. Yeah. Uh, I, I'd recommend the game highly. So, well, man, you missed it. I probably did. But the good news is there's always uh, there's always uh, Huracan, which yep. is coming and up we, right around the corner. Your, and they will take your And they'll take my money then, I'm sure. So, hopefully, maybe take somebody money, else please. about it. Right. Um, but anyways, guys, uh, number one, Dominic, I want to say thank you oh, because it's pleasure. been over an hour. <laughs> a, a great episode. And, guys, of course, you can connect with us at Facebook.com forward slash Happy Hour Podcast Show at HH Podcast show on the twitter machine soundcloud.com forward slash happy hour podcast and uh hh podcast show at gmail.com which actually i want to remind you guys our good sponsor buck the mega buck from retro game treasure we're going to be going out to retro game uh treasure hq in the very near future and i want some questions for buck he's the retro game guru so go ahead and send us those questions put ask the buck in the subject line and send them to us to hh podcast show at gmail.com and, of course, when you're on the Twitter machine, there's not one, there's not two, but there are three hashtags. Hashtag HH Podcast Show. Hashtag Happy Hour Podcast. And, as always, hashtag Deuces on the Loose. Later. Later.